we're going to be reading about Gualin. Another name is Avalokiteshvara, and um, bodhisattvas can can take on any attributes that are needed for the job. But where are the eyes? Oops, here's Malin. Trouty. Yes. There's supposed to be a thousand eyes as well as a thousand hands. Well, I think the thousand eyes are usually of interest. So what uh, we are talking about Kuan Yin? Yeah, it says of the thousand hands and eyes. Well, it's in Gansha, China, so um, I I don't know all the variety of uh, Chinese depictions. Excuse me, the eyes are often within the palm. Oh, okay. Sounds good. That's what I was looking for. Yes, you can see them. Yes, I see the, them. This yes. little slit here? Yeah, if if it was a clearer image, I think it would be more eye-like. But it has uh, the pupil in it. Yeah. Yeah, and here actually on some of them you can see it, it looks almost like there is an eyelid on it. And I suppose the eyes enable... Uh, her to see what needs to be done, and then the hands to do the work. Is that how you guys take it? That you need both? <laughs> That's a good interpretation, but I, <clears throat> I never heard it. What about yeah, you? That's interesting. Not I never thought of the hands to do the work. I always... Just in my mind, I envision the hand, it's like a, of compassion, like reaching out, uh, it, sort of holding all, all things. But I mean, your interpretation is lovely as well. But then also it may indicate movement, how she covers everything. There's an element of time too. I mean, obviously she she's older than than photography, but if you do <laughs> multiple exposures of someone moving their hands like this, you'll get the many hands. <laughs> but but it's like being some being everywhere at once or yeah, maybe but... she was just making snow angels. Right. <laughs> No, I, I, I thought uh, similarly, like, like you just said, Kim. But yeah, I mean, all of it, why not? But Kuan Yin is Chinese, is not Indian. So Avalokiteshvara was brought from India to China. And in China, Avalokiteshvara became uh, sort of joined, or I don't know uh, what to say, but they became sort of the same thing because of the compassion. Well, we welcome Vivian. Vivian has been, for the last year or so, has been going to the Wednesday noon 
um, program, the Lojong that um, Ellen and I started. And um, Joel's now been going to that too. And welcome, Vivian. Thank you. And I told Vivian uh, that and Cody that we might finish today and then we're going to start on a, a two over two year project of first John Terrence koan book and then um, uh, the book of serenity, which is a hundred koans. So th <laughs> this is going to become koan night because people said we've been reading so much about koans, but we want to read koans. So this dean where I was uh, used to say, careful what you wish for. <laughs> so anyway, am I sharing? I don't think so. Here we go. So we'll read in alphabetical order. And uh, Cody, Emily, Kim, <sighs> Milan, are you going to read tonight? Good. Okay. Okay. I got it. This is yes. Okay. And, and then uh, Trouty and Vivian. You excluded me, but uh, I, I will listen. Oh. That's all right. And you're, you're after Milan. Well, you, I don't see you on the picture. Never not... see, you never see me on the picture. You just see my name. You know, uh, Nandia. It doesn't matter. This rabbi used to say, it's not that we don't follow the commandments, but we don't follow them yet. <laughs> okay? So I don't I, get that, but that's okay. Okay, it's all right. You don't get it, did you say? Yeah, I don't get the commandment thing. Oh, the commandment thing is, is that um, um, to say I don't do something is not really correct because you don't know about the future. That's all. So you okay. you would say, I don't follow the commandments yet. Okay. That's all. Okay, you get it now. Now, let's go. Cody. 31, Bodhisattva's Koan, page 179. What does Gunyan do with all those hands and eyes. It's like someone reaching behind her head for a pillow in the night. The Blue Cliff Record. <laughs> when people say koans, they say the koans are riddles or contests or a contest or that they have nothing to do with real life. I think of yellow Chukai. In the 13th century, when the Mongols invaded northern China, they swept the imperial court into exile in the south. But a group of government ministers decided to stay and try to convince the Khan not to turn cities into horse pastures. <clears throat> one of them was a man named Yellow Chukai, a member of one of the minority peoples of China. Yulu Chukai studied koans. He wrote to his teacher, Wansong, 
asking for a copy of one song's koan collection, The Book of Serenity. And that's what we will be reading. But, but the manuscript had. <laughs> but the manuscript had been lost in, in the chaos. Yellow Chukai persuaded one song to reconstruct it and to send it to him. It took two tries, but one night the messenger arrived with the manuscript. Yeluchu Chukai and his fellow ministers sat up all night reading in the reading the koans to each other around the campfire out on the steps, looking for inspiration for their impossible project. I think of the women of Tokiji convent in Japan a century later. See, the one who asks, this page, and mirror meditation, this page. Oh, do you want to? Sure. Today I'm getting my instructions. Today I'm getting my instructions. I'm getting them from something holy, a tall thing in a nest, in a clearing. And mirror meditation. Sleeping through dawn, an old woman encounters the ancient mirror and clearly sees a face no other than her own. Attributed to Dongshan. <clears throat> a Tokiji women with strong monastic vocations offered refuge to women fleeing abusive marriages. As soon as someone had one foot across the threshold, she was protected by government edict and eventually granted a divorce. There are stories of women being chased down the street, throwing one of their sandals over the wall in the nick of time to claim sanctuary. That's fine. I think of Sen Gaji, Saki, Zaki. Yeah. Uh, Neogen, the recipient of that letter about the liberated dog mentioned in the introduction, this page. But I don't see the thing on the dog. Yeah. During World War II, he was imprisoned. Maybe it's the guy who was on this page. Uh, he was, was imprisoned at the heart mountain internment camp in the Rockies. He was allotted a six by nine foot room, which he turned into the only Zen meditation hall, as far as we know, in the United States during the war. Wow. The thread that reaches for us through the years is something very slender. Cons are the gift of migrants and refugees. Across the centuries, seekers and spiritual busybodies crossed deserts, mountains, and seas with the wild notion, notion that some stranger and the other at the, on the other end of the journey could be interested in what they have to say. But Idharma made the previous journey from India to China, beginning the Shan school. 46 medieval people, 30 Japanese students, and 16 Chinese teachers made the dangerous sea crossing that transmitted Chen from China to Japan, where it became Sen. 
and an it has gone and an it has gone right up to our time when con teachers have come to North America from all over the world and restless Westerners have come to Asia to bring the teachings back. Anandia. And I think I'm gonna listen, thank you. Okay. And then it's uh, Trouty. Yeah. yeah. We in North America, we have accompanied and taught we have been accompanied and taught by Vietnamese people pushed from their home by a war in which we played a terrible role and by Tibetans thrust into diaspora by Chinese invasion. We sit in Koan salons with descendants of people who fled horrors in their native lands and were displaced from their native lands or were brought here by force. No riddles, no contest, everything to do with real life. My turn. Our time requires us to reconcile heartbreak and wonder, rage and love, sorrow and joy over and over again. How do we volunteer for a life that's bound to tear our hearts apart and then stitch them back together? only to pull them apart again. In Albert Camus, The Plague, the doctor who is fighting the epidemic, that for Camus was both a physical illness and a metaphor for fascism, takes a rare night off to go to the beach. Sitting on ancient rocks, gazing into the darkness, he is surprised to be possessed by happiness. It is a happiness that forgets nothing. What has been lost, what is still to come and what persists. Even in a time when the world seems to have withdrawn any hope of its mercy, to discover that waves and the night can pour into you, filling you without displacing your loyalties to the struggles of the day is a profound grace. Can I say, um, can we go back one page? I really love that question. How do we volunteer for a life that's bound to tear our hearts apart and then stitch them back together only to pull them apart again? And what's the answer? That really um, speaks to me. How do we do it? Yeah. Some people don't, right? Sure, yeah. I mean, in various ways, they run and hide or worse. Yeah, it's a, it's a beautiful- Or if it happens, they just think it's a one-time deal. It's not gonna happen again. Yeah. Huh. Emily, were you going to say something else? No, I just, I thought it was a beautiful question, very beautifully put. Thank you. Is it your turn to read? I think it's Cody. Oh, Cody, okay.
Cody, I think you're muted. We can fashion from that grace our own small mercies to set like flotillas on an uncertain sea. That's how it's been since Ancestor Ma walked through the devastation after the Anlushan rebellion, trying to discern how the community that would gather around him could help. It would be like this for the rest of our lives through pandemic and climate crisis and social upheaval. Every day we face dilemmas and mysteries. In one of the most challenging koans, Yanbin <clears throat> said that every day is a good day. In the midst of such heartbreaking, heartbreak and wonder, what does that mean? That is the koan of the bodhisattvas, the ones with weary shining eyes, the ones who say we're all in. Mm, dream it on, just fail better, Samuel Beckett. The project instigated by that interfering dragon from the bottom of the sea is far from finished. We have a lot left to do just to share the work that's already been completed. In the meantime, the seasons roll on like a wheel of fire, as the koans say, and I so look forward to know to how the next generations dream the tradition on. Koan pilgrims have been called clouds and water. We, like the koans, are wanderers of the earth and of the vast territories within. However, far past the frontier or deep into meditation we go. We are accompanied by the ancestors who dream the tradition on for us. For whom do we dream? We dream for you. You will ask in your turn what koans are for and what they want, and you will listen to the time as we have. What will you discern in the tradition that we so far have missed? What will emerge as the koans are taken into so many different lives? I think it's you, Kim. Or is it Milan? No, Kim. When I imagine the koans past my own lifetime, the image of Elug Chukaya, that seems like a Spanish word. Is it Milan? No. No. And his conspiracy of friends sitting around the campfire always comes up. It seems likely their, camp, their wilderness campfires and urban oil can fires, both metaphorical and actual are in the future. And I hope the koans are part of the conversation around them, spoken and signed in all the languages humans have created. Shared as tools, I'll swap you a koan for a story or a creative organizing strategy. Shared a ceremony. Let's pause to remember how vast this moment is.
Here at the edge of the world, as we are known, as we have known it, it is downing on us the story that matters is not just us human story, but the story of the earth, which includes, but it's not limited to us. Conservates of the earth's wisdom rising through human heart minds. They've always been part of the response in time of great challenge and danger as both solons and wake up call. They have helped us surmount the insurmountable by seeing things differently. And they have given us trees older than the forest we are standing in to lean back against. We are, what are the cons of this time? A time that is unlike any other. What will we tell each other around our urgent, urgent campfires camp under a still infinite, infinite sky? I think it's you, Trouty. Poem, oceans. I have a feeling that my boat has struck down there in the depth against the great thing and nothing happens. Nothing, silence, waves. Nothing happens? Or has everything happened? And are we standing now quietly in the new life? Juan Ramon Jimenez, translated by Robert Bly. Hold on, I gotta step away for a second. <clears throat> Have we come to the end? We have come to the end. <laughs> That's so sad. <laughs> that didn't feel like an end. It's just the beginning. 